Badass. Welcome to the Radiant Badass. If you like your suburban mom with a side of punk and your spirituality laced with pop culture references, friend, you are home. I'm your host, Elizabeth Holmes. I'm so glad you're here. Let's have some fun. Friends, here is uh, a quick little status check from me. I am continuing to roll along with the nostalgia train that I've been on. I'm just breathing into it, knowing that that's where I'm at right now. It's cool. Trying not to overthink it, but I am overthinking it. And I suspect that this nostalgia is related to the grief that's like over there, kind of beside me, uh, maybe nudging me a little bit to let me know that it's there, looking for a little attention. What's the grief about? Maybe you're asking. Maybe you're saying, I think it sounds like things are going pretty well in your life. And yeah, thank you very much. They are very fortunate. And my little family is moving on into the next phase of our lives. And that's got my heart kind of heavy. Also, my kid is cleaning out a bunch of shit in the garage from their childhoods. And that is just killing me. So much cute shit that's just been packed away. And now bringing it to my attention when we're at this crossroads kind of situation. Mm, Don't love it. It's healthy. I know that. And parts of it are great, but it doesn't take away the grief I feel about this chapter drawing to a close. So yeah, I'm acknowledging here on this podcast in this moment. Yes, I see the grief. I know it's there. And at the same time, I am devoting so much energy Uh, to smothering it and slash or shoving it into a storage bin and slapping the lid on it uh, to deal with it at some other point in time in the future that I have not yet specified. I do not want to feel these feelings, friends. These feelings are hard. They feel bad. So why would I want to feel them? I wouldn't. I don't. And that's kind of the funny thing about having some level of self-awareness. Like I can know that there's this little grief gremlin sitting there waiting. I always picture it hanging out on my right shoulder, just sitting there hanging out, letting me know it's there, kind of heavy. I can know that. I can also know that the only way out of those feelings, the only way to move that grief gremlin along is to feel those feelings, right? The only way out is through kind of thing. I can know that. And I know that I do myself no favors by not dealing with them and by attempting to shove them in a bin because I know they don't diminish if you avoid them. I know they get bigger. I know they get harder to deal with. So I know all of that and I have awareness of it. And I still choose to spend an unholy amount of headspace and energy devoted to internal debates with myself about which early 80s new wave videos had the most influence on changing the entire trajectory of my life instead of 
dealing with the feelings. So I can know about it, have all that awareness, and still choose to do something completely different with my time, with my energy, with my headspace. It's fun, friends. So that's what I'm talking about today. Early 80s new wave videos and how they changed the entire trajectory of my life. I'll probably go through my top five, uh, maybe six. I don't know. We'll see. A little context for this. I spent episode 65 of this podcast outlining my situationship with MTV back in the day, like the OG MTV with the videos. Perhaps you heard of it or lived it. In that episode, I shared the tale of how my town didn't get cable for a hot minute and how my parents took an even hotter minute to get plugged in. And also how uh, in the interim, while I was waiting for cable at home, I was obsessively watching it whenever my family was visiting Seattle to see my aunt and uncle or my cigarette grandma. They were early adopters of cable. Bigger market, Seattle. They had it. So when we went to visit, uh, I would just watch cable. Mostly MTV. To keep it real with you, I also peeped a fair amount of HBO After Dark during those visits. But... That's not a topic for today. Episode 65 also explained my torrid affair with new wave music and how that inflection point set me off on a different direction. It was so incredible and eye-opening when I saw the style, the attitude, the music, the hotness, all of that new wave movement was amazing to me. It felt to me like the new wave genre was populated with a different kind of artist. I was a kid. Uh, I knew about David Bowie, uh, but I didn't have a lot of context uh, about where new wave came from. As I said in the previous episode, I got to punk through new wave instead of the other way around. So I didn't know the genesis of any of that. I just loved it. I just knew I loved it. It felt really counterculture. It felt rebellious uh, and just fucking cool. It ticked all the boxes for me. I just dug it. So you can listen to episode 65 if you want more on that. But in this episode, I'm going to give you the top five-ish videos that are burned in my brain and truly changed the trajectory of my life. Because of these videos, honestly, because of MTV, I started getting deeper into music. I started going to record stores that weren't in the mall. I started reading philosophy and I started learning about art and all the other cool shit these artists were talking about in their music and in their interviews it just became a little hyper fixation for me. If you are familiar with that lingo, I started thinking so much bigger about things beyond what I would find in my daily life, right? In my hometown, the world opened up to me in a different way. I learned the word bourgeoisie which really kind of lined out what kind of pain in the ass teenager I was going to be. These videos are really meaningful to me. And I'll link them in notes for your viewing pleasure. I got a lead off with ant music from Adam and the Ants. Did I know that pirate cosplay was that hot? Not in 1981. I sure didn't. Sure didn't. But from the opening shots of this man this beautiful man walking down a rainy alleyway into a disco where he let all the patrons know through song that their music sucked and that they should listen to amp music now. I was hooked. I was hooked when I saw those boots. 
dancing down the aisle. I was ready to paint a white stripe across my face, throw on a cropped military jacket, and join his crew. I loved the entire deal. Adam Ant was made for MTV. We all got to know that. Here were people, a group of people that understood you could fully express yourself through your music and your style, and you didn't have to look like everyone else in the suburbs. Hooked. I was hooked. In a similar vein, when I saw Susie and the Banshees video for Spellbound, I was, just going to say it, I was spellbound. This video, we've got Susie running through the woods. What could be more goth in the 80s than Susie Sue running through the woods? You got to feel me on that. There's some other trippy visuals in the video. It's super artsy. I loved it. I loved the song. I loved her. This embrace of Susie and the Banshees secured my pivot to a whole new color palette for my style, though. Gone were any color in the rainbow. I pivoted to black everything. Goth, emo, I loved it. Wearing all that black was a point of contention with my mom for quite a while. She didn't think I should wear black all the time. She would always say it wasn't in my color season. If you had a mom who got color draped in the 80s, you know what I'm talking about. Her advice didn't stick with me. I still wear mostly black to this day. It has always just felt like me. So thank you, Susie Sue. I was super intrigued by the visuals in the I Don't Like Mondays video from the Boomtown Rats. The Boomtown Rats were doing storytelling in their videos. Um, trust the Irish band to be doing some dark shit. Talking about a school shooting, actually, in this song. At that time, most videos were performances, just shots of performances, not stories. There, there was some storytelling, but... This was real storytelling, and it felt so intellectual. I love that I thought music videos were intellectual. I love younger me. I actually probably saw the Up All Night video from Boomtown Rats, the one with the snakes in it, more often. I don't like Mondays. Felt like a white whale in the video lineup. Like, it was extra cool if you stumbled across it because I didn't play it very much. I love that the Boomtown Rats were experimenting with the art part of video. They were making little movies. And they showed like, yeah, there was more to be done than have dudes with huge hair and big trench coats wandering around England. To be clear, no shade to that genre of video. I love you. Looking at you, Heaven 17, you did that really well. That brings me to Haircut 100 and their video for Love Plus One. First off, Nick Hayward, their lead singer was, to me the epitome of cheeky British lad. Like you think to your head, like, what's a cheeky British lad look like? It looked like Nick Hayward in 1982. So cute in a fully British way. I love the whole album Love Plus One was on. Uh, it's called Pelican West. Great songs. They did several other great videos. Very British humor vibe, kind of chaotic energy. Got me pretty convinced that I needed a big cable knit sweater and a British boyfriend. I saw the opportunity there where you could marry the preppy vibe and the punk vibe as a style. And that's a look I love to this day. I think that is an amazing look. Probably technically Haircut 100 isn't a new wave band. They're probably more like pop funk or something. But younger me thought they were new wave. So their new wave. And 
Speaking of cute boys, which I just was, you knew this one was coming, didn't you? Duran Duran and their girls on film video. Like, wow. That is a fantastic example of a band that understood the assignment. Catchy song, beautiful women, beautiful men, very sexy video. While I never turned into a total Durani, my sister, she did. She is. She's currently a Durani. So I know what that looks like. Um, and I get it. I have always appreciated their sound I, and their style, and they're still doing it. I love that. I also always appreciated John Taylor. Uh, so I'm going to wrap this up. One more. And then I'm going to wrap it up, actually. Because uh, I could go on and on. There's so much great music out there from the early 80s. Fun videos that go with it. I think you should explore it if you haven't taken a dive into New Wave. And summer is a perfect time to listen to it. Missing Persons. I just want to talk about Missing Persons. <laughs> I love their look. Uh, I think the first video of theirs I saw was Words. And I found Del Bozio, the singer, entrancing. Okay, like she had kind of a quirky voice. She dyed her hair fun colors. She wore just weird art pieces. And I dug it, man. Their videos were interesting. And to my mind, like very, very artistic, like art school artistic kind of thing. And their songs just slapped. I think they worked with Frank Zappa before this. I'm not sure. I might just have stated a falsehood, but I think that sticks in my head. Missing Persons had this quasi-futuristic vibe. And you can see it in other videos from the same era, like uh, Flock of Seagulls comes to mind. I love how clearly low budget everything is. I love that energy of like, let's just see what we can do with some foil and saran wrap for this video. I think that's amazing. And there's been something about that low budget punk aesthetic that just clicked with me. And I can absolutely see how the dots connected from New Wave to dump me at the door of grunge. There are so many people in the early 80s that were producing music, making music that were just gems, just underrated gems. So I would encourage you just to take a minute go back, go down a rabbit hole of 80s videos. It'll be fun. I promise. I've linked all the videos I've talked about um, for your viewing pleasure. And there's your nostalgia trip for the day. Uh, if you were uh, around watching MTV in the early 80s, if you weren't, this is might just be a bunch of shit you never heard anything about before, except Duran Duran. I mean, everybody knows Duran Duran. Also, I linked the playlist I did for episode 65 for all my new wave lovers. That was all about my new wave, new romanticism moment. Um, but that's a fun playlist. Okay, so now I've got that conversation out. Uh, and I see the grief gremlin is still sitting on my shoulder, seeing if I'm ready to deal with it. And um, no, the answer is nope. I'm not ready. I'm going to go clean something out instead. I would ask you not to judge me. I will get around to dealing with it. Just maybe after I've cleaned out my cupboards. Thanks for joining me on my walk down memory lane. And thanks for listening. I'm Elizabeth Holmes, and this has been The Radiant Badass. And I'll see you here next week. <laughs>